0: And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Charisse. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist, sketch Uh, she played the mother in the sketch like I played the uh, the priest that was trying to you know get the demon out of her son in the sketch Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going the power of Christ compels you like that was me well sadly this past Christmas Eve uh, Tata Charisse was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show and order more merch so she can, you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm gonna do is, I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Cherise merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which was another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month, and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up So I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop. But I can't let this sit situation slow me down and as i mentioned before tata sharice is a friend of mine i've worked with her before she is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent and i am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to tata sharice's gofundme to help her get back on her feet get back on the road and get back to doing what she does best So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single Boochcast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the Boochcast social media pages So you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world. What's up everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT Stand and deliver 2023. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Bootscast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Yep. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the Bootscast the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudes?
1: Yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Gene speaking, I'm not that broke. Curry courtesy uh, of
0: Katie and Nicole. Oh, here we go. Yep. We are back for the first time in a long time with NXT. We've been on a kind of a break, hiatus from NXT. So much deserved vacation. Must deserve vacation. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna let you guys know. We have not seen any of the buildup. We have no idea how we got to this point. We are literally just judging the matches going forward. But we do have a special guest with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh this is a gentleman that I met a few times. Uh those of you guys know, Lance Goodman is our uh, NFL guy here on the Bootscast. We've been talking to the NFL and he, he was holding uh you know football parties at the Foley warehouse. I met this guy there a few times. We've been meaning to collaborate, but schedule's have been crazy the stars finally aligned he's here for stand and deliver ladies and gentlemen please welcome the one and only mr Derek showtime welcome to the show
2: what's happening world what is going on i'm glad to be a part of this event and
0: let's get going amen to that and of course we are in los angeles california and this is of course the same arena where smackdown was and the hall of fame was the night before and we it's at the crypto arena
2: formerly known as Staples center for those who are very conscientious of the namesake.
1: Whoa, 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 When the fuck did they change this? There's always a Staples Center,
0: not the crypto shit. What I, the fuck is this? Some sci-fi goddamn bullshit? No, I think I think that the company bought the arena kind of like how the Phil- it used to be the Phillips Arena then State Farm sponsored or the Spectrum yes. became Wachovia or Wells Fargo. Yes. This is news to me, gentlemen. I had no I, clue. I just found out too. I'm glad Derek brought that up. I didn't even know they renamed the Staples Center. Yes.
2: Crypto uh, purchased it uh, about I want to say end of last year. As a matter of fact, um, okay, Wells Fargo Center used to be the Wachovia Center. Obviously, Phillips used to be our arena. Now it's State Farm. So yeah, um, it's a odd thing to rename a building and and just be like, okay, we're just going to do that now.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially certain places that are like legendary. Yes. Because the Staples Center is a legendary place. The Spectrum was a legendary place. Like, it would be like changing Madison Square Garden. You just couldn't... Certain arenas, you just can't... I, I'm all for people sponsoring it and wanting to put their logo everywhere, but it's hard to just rename the whole building in certain places. Absolutely. So We learned something new today here on the show, but speaking of new, we did see something new in this uh, first official match of the evening for the NXT Women's Championship. We had ourselves a ladder match where Roxanne Perez defended the title against Tiffany Stratton, Lyra Valkyra, Zoe Stark, Indy Hartwell and Gigi Dolan. This ladder match, I was not expecting it at first um, prior
2: to the uh, previous championship match that we got on NXT television with uh, Roxanne Perez and her mentor of sorts. Her name escapes me. God forgive me. Oh boy. I don't want to butcher this. But she did a angle that was done with Wrestlemania, after Wrestlemania 11 with Shawn Michaels Collapse, oh my god what happened you had Booker doing his thing of acting concerned and what have you um, and then they had a series of qualifying matches because they weren't sure that Roxanne was going to be able to defend a championship so we get our competitors and then um, I didn't see this past Tuesday's episode but uh, from the uh, commentary of Vic Fangio and Booker T. Apparently, she was able to uh, get medically cleared just in time to qualify and challenge for her uh, championship in this ladder match.
1: Yeah, I mean, the match started off weird. When we were watching it, uh, two of the non- y- young ladies started paying bumper
0: ladders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah, I remember that spot. It was Indy Hartwell and I want to say it was... Valerie. Was Val- It was Valerie Valkyra? Yeah.
1: Because yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: there was a moment where they're hitting each other with the ladders and I'm sitting here and it, thought, it looked like two people with their beverages going cheers like <laughs> yeah. like, like I literally looked at Zach I went Zach cheers and I went that's literally how that went like it didn't feel like they were trying to hurt each other it was like why would you even pick the ladders up if you're not gonna really and I understand it's wrestling you don't want to seriously hurt the other person but you can't make it that blunt that you're not trying if like, they were playing bumper cars and the person was not driving as fast you know <laughs> like, if you're gonna run at somebody with a ladder especially on the floor you gotta come with it and I've learned this from indie shows I've watched whenever they're fighting out on the floor yeah the rule is if you're gonna fight out on the floor or you're gonna fight out amongst the crowd Mm -hmm. you got to lay in those shots Mm -hmm. like when you're in the ring oh and the crowd is like far away then you can throw like more working punches and selling and all that other stuff but if they're right in front of the action you can't make those punches look and I hate to say the word but I gotta use it for this phrase. the punches can't look fake when it's up close and personal you got to really lay it in like you're trying to hurt the other person so that way that keeps it making look more realistic So if you don't know how to make it look real in up close, don't go out to the floor. That's why they always say that. Don't fight amongst the crowd if you ain't willing to lay it in. And most wrestlers go out there knowing that. So that's that's why there's not a lot of receipts when that happens.
1: And there was a couple of botches too. When Vinny and was there, Derek, they would go up the ladder. So, five... Game slow. <laughs> we,
0: even Vic Josh is phone and Vinny, like go up the fucking line, you dumb bitch. Come on now. Whoop, beep, 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 beep. Well, Vic didn't say that, he would lose his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was literally saying, like, pick up the pace, go quicker. Come on, let's go. I think if the announcer's telling you to pick up the pace and go quicker, that's a bad sign. Well, that happens periodically with a particular person in a ladder
2: match of the magnitude like that, where you have somebody who really the crowd wants to get behind, and it's like, look. Look at Kofi Kingston, look at Dolph Ziggler, look at RVD, previous ladder matches with uh, multiple-person ladder matches, and the crowd tells you who they want to win and who they don't want to win. We all know this. Yes. So for Indy, I'm sure she's like, I'm sore, I'm hurting, I really, really don't know how I can do this. But I've always said I'm qualified for a championship run. And I understand the whole thing with Vic, you know, like, yo, know, you gotta move faster because you know everybody wants that championship. So when you have that moment when nobody's around, you cannot. Diddy dabble about it. You gotta get it while the getting's good.
1: And then, then we, uh, we thought Gigi Dolan was gonna win, and all of a sudden H.G. Jane pops up, hits her, and she hits the ladder. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I did too. I thought that was funny as hell actually. But during the match, this is awesome. Vinny I'm like, This is decent. Dun, 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 dun. This is decent.
2: Bah, bah, bah,
0: bah. Well, I said that would be a more appropriate chant because I'm like, okay, this is a good match, but I I think Awesome was a awesome. bit extreme, so I just made it the joke like I would chant, "This is decent" because it was decent. It was. I'm not saying it was. I'm not saying it was, it was a terrible match, but it wasn't a five star classic either. No, no, no. But anytime you can get some ladies to go hard in
2: a match that is not common for their roster, and they give you one, give them props. Absolutely. Ladder matches, Hell in a Cell, War Games, the Royal
0: Rumble. Give them their props. That's yeah. all you can do. That's what I do. If the, I've always said, like, I don't care who's in the match, but if it's good, I'll say it's good. If it's not, I'm going to say it's not. Like, that's, that's true. That's how it is. But what I loved about this was, of course, Dolan with the spinning of the, the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason I liked it was because every spot looked believable. Mm-hmm. Even when someone got hit, like, one point, like, Roxanne, I felt like she was in a comedy. Mm -hmm. Because she's, like, she ducked it. Hey, you missed me. But then back of her head got hit. I thought that spot was good. Um, And, of course, obviously with the whole indie thing, I was referring to, when I talked about her not moving fast enough, I was referring to when she was doing, like, early in the match. Like, obviously, after a certain point when everybody's been beaten up and everybody's tired and the match has gone long and then you're crawling slowly up the ladder or struggling, that's okay. But if you're moving slow in the early going of the match, that's a problem. In the early one, you need to be at least moving at a decent pace. You don't want to go too fast that you stand up there and then you got to wait for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But you want to get at a reasonable pace until you get towards the end. Like when Indy was crawling up and sliding back down and she's crawling up and sliding back down. If she hadn't been moving so slow early in the match... I think that moment would have been a lot more epic because you're kind of sitting there going, all right, Andy, you're overselling at this point. What's Mm. going on? But then when Dexter showed up, Mm. I was like, okay, now I see why she's going like this. And then the up on the shoulders and the climbing up, I thought it was brilliant. I loved it. because everybody loves Dexter and Indy together, and no one's seen them together since Dexter got called up.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to wonder, was the angle that they did with um Candace and Johnny, I'm wondering if that's starting to be more real
0: behind the scenes now. Maybe sometimes relationships like that can spark real relationships it happened with triple h and stephanie it happened with uh brie and daniel when the bellas for a brief moment were flirting with daniel Bryan and some kind of storyline brie and yeah. daniel ended up legit falling for each other nikki not so much no. but brie definitely so it, you can form relationships from that so i'm hoping there is i look forward to seeing more of that once
2: you do a wedding angle i mean where else is there to go <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I meant like in real life, but I mean, where do they go from here? The best thing to do is whenever Indy loses that title, she needs to get called up. And her and Dexter need to bring that to the main roster. Because the thing about that NXT crowd that's there for Stand and Deliver, that's not a normal... NXT, NXT crowd. crowd. No, that's that's people who are there for WrestleMania weekend that also are stopping in for NXT. Yeah, I can
2: tell that crowd is a little bit more juiced. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced the NXT taping crowd. Yeah, the juice is a little bit different.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Most definitely. And but yeah, so Indy Hartwell wins the NXT women's title. I loved it. Yeah, Indy yeah. Hartwell, very well deserved. Um you know, obviously a lot of other women did very well in this match. I felt like Gigi Dolan stood out and I was very happy for Gigi to have her moment. Despite that, yeah, she got knocked off the ladder and, and all that, which JC started getting all the heat. You can tell JC Jane's a good heel cause the crowd's literally chanting, You suck as she's walking up the ramp all celebratories. She's
2: gotta have that heat because yeah. I'm thinking now with that angle, I'm seeing seeing more of a Bella twin turn type thing in this
0: era. Absolutely. And I also enjoyed it because, you know, Gigi Dolan's a friend of mine. So to see her have that moment where she could have been the women's champion was fantastic. So I would have been happy if she won just because of the fact that I, I know Gigi. I've known her since she's been in the indies. So just as a friend, I would have loved to have seen that. But still, indie well-deserving. And um, on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We've got for the NXT Tag Team Titles, Dallas defends the titles against the Creed brothers and the family. Yo.
2: Tony D, I love the interest they did for them this year with Standing and Deliver and his breakout from last year. More Godfather. Yeah. I loved it.
1: I-, I enjoy the match right here, except for one problem. What's that? Fucking botch.
2: Oh, yeah. The, the, the cannonball botch.
1: Then the Brewhead Brutus tried to do the cannonball. What the fuck is that called? Oh. I don't know a botch. He fucked up that roller Two ways of Sunday.
2: Yeah, I with that particular spot. I feel they lost the crowd a little bit. Yeah, and I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, like, come on, bro. Not outside the ring. I can understand inside the ring.
0: I I get it, but on the outside, uh, that's asking for trouble. Yeah. I mean, it was one thing where they got like, you know, they were stacked on top of the shoulders. Then you had another guy stacked on the shoulders and then it wasn't going for a cannonball. They were trying to do the doomsday device. He jumped, but I don't know what he was doing with his arm, but he did not connect. He was like, they were standing here and he was way to the side. His aim was completely off. Yeah, like
2: they were my left center toward the apron, middle of the uh, outside. And he went toward the right. And I'm like, oh, that could have been
0: ugly. Oh, yeah. And they're still having to fall, like, selling it. Yeah. But he's yeah. clearly, like, fists might have connected, but his yeah. arm did not even reach them. Nah,
2: it didn't. It was off a country mile. I'm sure the audience wanted to
0: boo them out the building for that spot. Oh, yeah. The commentators tried to cover it up. Like, he said, oh, you had to. Oh, you have to. That's their job. They were like, you know, he didn't get all of it. And Zach was like, he didn't get none of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then, of course, um, like I said, the Creepers were fantastic. You know, Tony D and Stax did very well in this match as well. Uh, Once again, we're in that situation where uh, Tony D sacrifices himself so Stax doesn't get hit. They still throw him back in the ring. They hit that knee-to-head spinning slam. Gallus gets the victory, which I was disappointed. I wanted the family to win this one. I felt Tony D, I feel like he's long overdue for a title. The fact that yes, he has not he been a, the fact that he's not been a champion yet drives me nuts. Whether it's a tag team, the North American, or the NXT title itself, like it's insane that he's not a champion yet because he is literally one of the most over guys in NXT.
2: You got three championships and you banished one championship you're missing your cruiserweight division.
0: It's true, but, well, here's the thing. The, part of the reason they got rid of the cruiserweight title was because the cruiserweight division was not getting over, and part of the reason the cruiserweight title has not gotten over, and this is the reality, is because, here's an example. Back in WCW, they used to have a cruiserweight division. And yes. it And it was the most standout, amazing God. cruiserweight division and the reason it worked was because the cruiserweights were doing moves that the main guys weren't doing
2: the, well the heavyweight division one couldn't do exactly baby. like
0: and here's the thing The cruiserweights were not all high spots. They were wrestling, they were grappling, there was ground game, and there was the occasional high spots that you would see. But you didn't see, like, for example, Hulk Hogan, Lex Luger, DDP. They weren't doing the aerial stuff, and if they did, it was very, very rare that you saw it. It was maybe once in a blue moon that you saw an aerial high spot from a top guy main eventer. They mostly just worked with psychology and storytelling. But the problem with the cruiserweight division is all the moves the cruiserweights do, the top guys are also doing them. Seth Rollins is also diving out of the ring. Uh, yeah. Sami Zayn's also diving out of the ring. You got Kevin Owens. You got Cody Rhodes. Even Roman has his occasional aerial move that's kind of similar to what The Undertaker does when he dies yeah, he, over everybody. He
2: stole it. He stole, yeah, oh, he it. stole it.
0: Oh, he definitely stole it. I am not... Saying he didn't. I'm just saying that because everybody does those moves now, the cruiserweights have nothing to bring to the table. Yeah. So that's why the cruiserweight division is gone because the, a part of having a division is that it needs to be different what the other guys are doing. That way, yeah. there's more variety on a show. So, that's why they got rid of the Cruiserweight title. There was no reason to have it. But, ultimately, like I said, overall, the triple threat match was good. I felt like the Creed brothers stood out very much in this match. Uh, I like the fact there was a triple threat match and they didn't have, like... Because you usually start out with two people and you could tag anybody you want to get in the ring, Mm -hmm. which I always thought was weird. Like, I can never understand tagging somebody who's not your partner into the match. Yeah. I don't care how tired you are. So, the fact that there was a triple threat with three guys in the ring and three guys on the apron, I prefer that if you're gonna do a triple threat tag match at all. Personally, I'm against triple threat matches, but if you're gonna do one that would be the proper way to do it in my opinion so overall gallus got the win they retained the titles due to interference they had their buddy joe coffee out there to help out yeah so. we weren't happy about that nah it was disappointing very disappointing yeah. well he
2: hasn't been seen since their return from suspension and storyline so i mean hey what a way to get you back on tv
0: oh that's true if you're gonna bring somebody back the big show is the best time to do it if you can so that'll definitely set the tone for the NXT shows going forward and on that note we move on to the next match of the evening fuck my life (laughs) God help us all. Oh, uh, Lord. For the NXT North American Championship, Wesley defends the title against Ilya Dragunov, Axiom, JD McDonough, and Dragon Lee. Man, this
2: storyline that we got with Wesley being a former rascal and now today's modern biggest little man, Iron Man, so to speak, very well told. Um, Looking for challenges, not backing down from anybody. He finally breaks through and wins the North American Championship and is doing which simply every other champion does which is an open challenge you're no longer the hunter you're the hunted so to see him begging for challenges and begging for competition now well, great story uh you ended up using Sean in that angle a little bit and he handpicked his opponents. You don't see many people doing that.
0: It's, no, you don't. it's rare that they let the uh, the champion choose the opponents, and usually, how that works is from a storyline standpoint is. Whenever the babyface is supposed to select an opponent, the key is to select an opponent that is either someone you respect or need to settle a score with. So that's yep. usually how why they pick it. Now, if a heel is gonna pick his opponent, it's gonna be the weakest guy on the roster. Because the heel wants right. the easiest advantage he can get. So like like if you told Triple H you get to pick your opponent, he would pick like <laughs> he would pick the Brooklyn Brawler, he would pick Funaki, he would pick Gilberg. Gilberg, he would pick Somebody that he knows he can beat and knows that can't beat him. And it's to get their heat because you're sitting there going, you got to be kidding me. Now, usually if it's a title match, the heel's going to win that match. If it's a non-title match, nine times out of ten, the babyface will win, usually by a roll-up or an inside cradle or something to get the quick one, two, three. Then the the babyface rolls out of the ring. The heel's sitting there like, what the hell? And then the babyface has got a big, huge win, and the heel's embarrassed.
2: Exactly.
0: That's why Wesley was like, I'm going to pick these guys because I want the challenge. I want to prove I'm good. And he said also he had issues with JD, so he wanted that spot. He respected Dragon Off. He respected Dragon Lee, so he gave them those, and then Axiom won that battle royale. Dragon Lee
1: actually impressed me he you a little bit? He did the Spot Monkey, but he's a luchador, so I'm kind of used to it, though. But rather than that, he's pretty fucking ripped and big for a luchador. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, okay, Dragon Lee, and I loved his entrance song. His entrance was kick-ass. I was like, okay, okay. He didn't really do the uh, Spot Monkey bullshit a lot, but uh, there was one problem with this gentleman. Dragonoff and McDonough were way too personal. I think next big pay per view those two fuckers (laughs) need to go at it. Like, maybe... And I know no Barr still cage or something. Yeah. Well,
2: you just might get that opportunity. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, you just might get that opportunity Um, at the next uh, premium live event for NXT that's scheduled for the 28th of May, and it goes head-to-head with um, AEW's Double or nothing.
0: Really? There's a ah uh-huh. yes yes. Oh, there is NXT Battleground set for Massachusetts on May twenty. 20- oh, Ooh. bingo! Go Yay. NXT!
2: Even though Sean says it's not a competition and it wasn't a <laughs> choice of uh going head to head, they just do well with holiday shows. And they do.
0: Here's the thing. I think it's both. They do well with holiday shows, and they tend to have NXT shows sometimes. Follow the premier live event. Because remember, on the 27th is King and Queen of the Ring. Yeah. So they're probably going to use the NXT to follow that. But at the same time, they're trying to compete with Double or Nothing, especially if it's on at the same time on the same day. Like if they're both at eight o'clock, that's competition. If you're on later in the day, then you're not competing. That's the difference. Well, yeah, I
2: believe it is same time slot. But the thing is, the fact that you have the uh, Availability of a stream platform like Peacock and AEW is trying to get one because we all know what's really going on with our
0: cable companies here in America.
2: That's why AEW is having a little bit of a problem. If yeah, you
0: ask me. that's gonna be intriguing because now again, ladies and gentlemen, that was breaking news. Battleground's gonna be on the twenty eighth. So I know I got my work cut out for me because I gotta I'm going I'm literally gonna have to have two monitors on in my house, one with double or nothing, the other with Battleground, just so I can figure this crap out. Because <laughs> I gotta watch both. Like you only have to watch Battleground, Gator has to watch double or nothing. I gotta watch both these some bitches. <laughs> <laughs> my- that's the thing. I got two monitors. i and I've done this before where I've had NXT on one and AEW on the other during the Wednesday night wars. Yeah, so I've done this before. So I'm gonna have to do it again with Battleground and Double Nothing. Thankfully, there's it's more wrestling and less talking on some of these pay-per-views, so it won't be as difficult. Because there's times where whenever like whenever there's a promo on one, I would mute the other. Yeah. Unless there were two promos happening at the same time, then I'm like, ah, oh, crap. And then I was like, okay, which wrestler do I like more? Like on NXT, if like, I, like 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 for example, let's say there's two promos happening and NXT has Wesley and AEW has MJF. I'm listening to MJF. I'm sorry. Oh, that's cold. I'm listening to MJF. I'm sorry. It's MJF.
1: It's MJF, man. We love MJF here on the Boochcast. Now,
0: now, on the flip side, if it's Wesley and Kenny Omega, Wesley's got Wesley. all my attention. Fuck. What? Derek, you have to understand something
1: here on the Boochcast. Um, we don't like Kenny Omega. I'm not saying we don't like
0: him. We think he's a
1: horrible human being, well, along with the, dumb, well, the young bucks, who we like to call the dumb fucks.
0: We're not big elite fans here, is what he's trying to like, say. like, we I actually, stopped
1: watching A-Dude because he's, of those
0: three. I literally have a, I have a rule on my show. We invoked it. It's called the elite rule. Anything involving the elite, I don't watch. Whenever Anything involving Kenny or the Bucks or anything, we just skip that part because I just I can't sit through it anymore. I got but, so pissed off at him. I stopped watching
1: the show. And Vinny goes like, I don't blame you, man.
0: Well, that and Gator wanted to take over AEW, so you were able to leave. I mean, But either way, uh, in spite of all that... <laughs> Sorry, Derek, we didn't mean to spring that on you.
2: Um, Oh, no, I'm just surprised. Like, I understand uh, MJF is the AEW version of The Miz, so, (laughs) yeah.
0: Oh, my God, you just made my day, (laughs) and Vinny totally disagrees with that. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold Hold on, hold on. I I know what he means by that. I mean, as far as a money draw, MJF is the winner on that. But I get where the similarities between MJF and The Miz are. That's why a lot of people think a dream match would be him versus The Miz. That's why I said before that's the only dream match that anybody's ever said about The Miz was him versus MJF. There's no other dream match in wrestling involving The Miz because he's not that big of a star. But as far as him and MJF, yeah, I get the similarities between the two. It's just that MJF is willing to cross lines that even The Miz won't. That's the difference. But, it's, but anyway, in spite of all that, like I said, the reason we're, I gotta be honest, this match was boring. I could not get emotionally invested in this. I tried. In, I watched it. It was a five-pack challenge? Yeah. It was just high spot after high spot. There was no psychology whatsoever except with JD and Dragonoff. I
2: mean, now, honestly, I never got a chance. I never knew who, uh, Dragon Lee was until he was spotted, uh, on a recent TV taping. And then, um, I do have a friend of mine in, uh, a wrestling group 24 seven and, um, shout out to daniel simmons he told me about this guy dragon lee he comes out on um nxt level up has been putting on bangers so honestly for me this is my first time seeing him and i was impressed um i've seen axiom in some recent episodes i'm impressed The lightweight guys they have, they can go. Give them more spotlight.
0: In the end, Wesley got the victory, retained the NXT uh, Mm. North American Championship. But the Fight Forever champ was always like a pet peeve that I have because my thing in wrestling is when you watch a match... You want to see one guy beat the other. That's why I never understood the fight forever chance like no, you don't want these guys to fight forever. You want them to fight till your guy till the guy you want to win wins. You should and every person that's in that ring is supposed to be like, "Okay, you can do whatever moves you want, but your whole goal in that match should be to get the win as much as possible." You you don't want to be out there if it takes you 20 minutes to beat somebody, so be it. But as far as like a mindset goes, you shouldn't want to be out there for 20 minutes.
2: Ah, well, I think I I think I understand that chant a little bit differently. I can that 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 um, explanation of it, I never understood it before. But with your explanation, Vinny, I under I get it. But I think that the reason they chant it is mainly because of people like Shawn Michaels. You may have a stack card for a show. But you want to know who's going to stand out in my mind at the end of the night yeah. when I leave, and I'm like, man, I want to see him come. I want to see him the next time I come and make sure he's on the show. If he's not, whoever he's working with, you know, or whoever, you know, let me get a moment where I'm like, golly, I was there when so and so did this, and I'm I'm glued to my seat. I can't go to a concession stand or something. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's the best part. When you got people saying, like, I got to go to the bathroom. Wait, I'll hold it in. That's when you know you got the crowd. Yep. When a guy that's... is sitting there squirming in his seat, he's waiting for the one, two, three, and then he runs to the bathroom. That's that it. That's WrestleMania.
1: He was pitching every five seconds because he was drinking so much. That was you. No, no, no. Not at WrestleMania. <laughs> when we went to the one in Orlando, the guy right beside us kept the seconds. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't drink at WrestleMania because, one, this dollars the, the for a fucking beer. Kiss my butt.
2: Oh, yeah. Those unfortunate... Non state sales tax. That's the beautiful thing, but boy, are they a pain in the ass. Oh, they are.
0: Oh, God, they are. Yeah. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move on to the next match of the evening. This was an unsanctioned match. We had Grayson Waller one on one against Johnny Gargano.
2: You never ever tug on Superman's cape, which is Johnny Wrestling. (laughs) And you never, ever go for a man's family. Lesson learned grayson Mm -hmm. you've been knocking on doors and hoping the devil answers you it started with sean and he told you you just gotta work harder it just wasn't your time you had your shot for the nxt championship and you blew it but i was surprised that they kept the storyline going with johnny with johnny gargano when he got his promotion up to the main roster um And then he took time off for Candace to have her baby boy. I thought they completely forgot about it, to be honest.
0: I like the fact they brought it up because Candace had the baby um, at ringside. Yep. And then at one point, she, like, hands the baby over and then goes over the barricade. And for a split second, I'm sitting there going, hold on. Was she next to her the whole time? She just a... I thought she gave... I literally was they're going, did she just give a total stranger her baby?
2: Right. But I think the crowd, the way those crowds work in NXT, they're more like family. There's a guarantee they knew the girl who would
1: oh, hold yeah. the baby over. I was like, maybe it's a relative or a sister or a niece. Well, you said babysitter. Babysitter probably the i paid babysitter but that match right here i they stayed off the top rope yay but after the candace and um johnny hit uh race roller with those kendo sticks did you see the welts on his back guys oh god
2: no i would call it the non-hairy version of taco meat grinding yeah (laughs)
0: Perfect perfect name perfect name here's the thing that i loved about this it was brutal it was violent there were a lot of weapons And it was the only match that had any of that. Outside of the ladder match with the ladders, obviously. But I'm just saying, before this, you didn't see a lot of fighting on the floor. Nope. And before this, there were no weapons. There was no hardcore craziness. They put it all in one match, which is how a card is supposed to go. If you have a match that is unsanctioned and you know there's going to be tons of weapons involved, you try to reduce that in the other matches. That way, you're not walking to a show where every match looks exactly the same.
2: As a matter of fact, I would actually put this... This particular non-sancient match, right up there, they did it twice. Today's uh, non-sancient being the third time they did it, but they did it twice with the aforementioned Shawn Michaels. They did it twice. And it's ironic that Johnny, a I would call him a Shawn Michaels prodigy, was able to pull this story off with Grayson Waller, even though he wasn't a... Big daddy cool kind of guy, yeah. But he's kind of like MGF,
1: hear me out. He can move in the ring when Nisha's like, All right, let's do this right here. He's
0: just have at being a dick and an agonized, too. Well, yeah. And the key thing is, you know, Grayson has shown that he can work, he's shown that he has great skills. He's definitely a future NXT champion. We were in agreement, he should have took the belt at Vengeance Day. You yes. know, we, now, was, yes, do we work now?
2: One thing I did not, I didn't know, I didn't really know who he was really when he first burst onto the scene. But I'm like, he's an Australian wrestler, which we don't see too many of them, male-wise anyway. And then he has a background in boxing, so I'm assuming he's a former Golden Gloves champion, maybe a junior or main Olympian boxer, maybe? His gimmick's kind of like a boxer-wrestler, what... Looks like a Floyd Mayweather type dude. I
0: think so. According to this um, Wikipedia page that I found, it's the best thing I can look up with on Grayson Waller, he doesn't seem to have a history in boxing, but he did wrestle on the indies under the name Matty Wahlberg and he was a history teacher in New South Wales and he's known for being on Australian Survivor and he appeared on like Champions versus Contenders 2 and he also played the role of Ric Flair in Young Rock so that's pretty much what he's known for and obviously in WWE he won the Men's Iron Survivor Challenge last year to earn the shot at Vengeance Day that he got but he also wrestled for Newcastle Pro Wrestling on the Indies and he he formed a tag team with Carter Drains, and they were called The Babes, which stood for Blonde and Blue-Eyed Squad, and they were managed by a guy named Harley Wonderland. Or maybe that could be a girl. I don't fucking know. Uh, I'm seeing Harley. I'm going to go with—I'm going to guess it's a girl. But I do know there are guys named Harley, so that could be fucking anybody. But either way, um, Grayson Waller, like we said, has no history of boxing, but kind of has like a Miz-like career to him. You know, he's on reality TV— he's very arrogant. The only difference is Grayson Waller is way more entertaining and better in the ring. Yeah. So one thing I do want to say, though, when I point out this match here, something happened in this match that you don't see often that I really enjoyed. The whole night, the crowd is chanting the one thing they love to chant in matches like this. We want tables. You hear it all the time, and they did it right. Johnny Gargano gets the table. Because usually in a match like this, whenever they say we want tables, my biggest pet peeve with that is when the heel goes to get the table. I take issue with that, and I'll tell you why. If the crowd is chanting for something, the babyface's job is to give the people what they want. The heel's job is to do the opposite. Prevent it. Prevent it. The only exception to the rule is the Dudley Boys. Oh,
2: I wonder why. Yeah, me too. Because tables is their there.
0: thing. Whether they're baby faces, heels, tweeners, whatever. If Bubba Ray and Devon want to pull out a table, they are allowed to pull out a damn table. I don't get them what they are. Oh, I missed that chance. But if you're not the Dudley boys, and you are the heel in the match, I don't want you touching the table. If I'm a promoter, I'm cussing you. If you're a heel, and the crowd's standing we want tables, and you pull out a table, and your last name isn't Dudley, I'm cussing you the second you get through the curtain. I'm cussing (laughs) you the second you walk through the curtain. And you know what? I I don't know if y'all noticed this, but I
2: think the heat was a little bit hot tonight in the fire zone for Booker throughout the whole night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he got knocked out of his chair. and and Maybe— You think that was part of the script, part of the uh, storyline?
0: I want to say yes. Because mm-hmm. Grayson's been kind of rubbing the announcers the wrong way since he turned heel. So it makes sense for the announcers to be biased against him.
1: Ooh, one more thing. When Grayson Wall was talking crap to Vic jo- Joseph, uh, uh, and uh, Booker T got on my nerves. He has been, but he was about to back up his uh, his broadcast part. He took off his glasses, like, You touch him, I want to rip your head off. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. That's because Booker T is a wrestler. Vic no, Joseph isn't. So, guy.
1: you don't touch him. I was like, so, nah, nope.
0: Now, Vic Joseph is a grown man as well. Yeah. So, as a grown man, you know he'll 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 stand his ground. But but if he get but if the wrestler hits him, he's gonna go down because he's because yeah. an announcer. Announcers
1: are not supposed to be stronger than the wrestler. Exactly.
0: But you're also a man, and yeah. if a, normally when a man gets in your face, even if you don't win the fight, you go at least try if someone puts their hands on you. Yeah. Exactly. But Vic and Booker both know he can't beat up Grayson Waller, and Booker's like it's like that thing where you're picking on somebody smaller than you. Mm-hmm. Someone your size. is. You.
2: like a, man. Grayson look like a sack of potatoes soaking wet. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> I can look, look, Vic can handle himself, okay? <laughs> Give him a chance. He's, Shit. What is the look of it when he was standing Vic Joseph?
0: He is. He looks good. I'm just saying, like, it, that's just how the psychology of wrestling is supposed to be. Yeah. So since Booker's a former wrestler, even though he's a commentator now, he can get in Grayson's face and say... Yo, he might not be able to whoop your ass, but I damn sure can. So come, talk that crap over here and see if I don't knock you three feet into the damn stands. I I may be retired, but I'm still the five-time, 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 five-time WCW time, five champion.
1: Yeah, I was, I was like, and I, like yeah, but he kept his cool. And otherwise than that, this was just a dragged-out, old-fashioned brawl. It was <laughs> weapons and galore. It, perfectly the chair spot was insane <laughs> yeah and it yeah oh my god it ends up while johnny kagaga uh, pulled out of the table he wrapped up and ends him going through the table check it we thought Hall was not
0: gonna win but after he
1: those taps out. I go like, even Candace LeRae got a little revenge on him, too. They
0: did this perfect. Well, that's the thing. They did it because uh, Candace is also a wrestler. So it makes sense it in that regard. Too. If if Candace wasn't a wrestler, she would not have gotten physical in that match. No. She would have been standing there while the heel yells at him and the baby face would clock him from behind. Yeah. But Candace is a worker, so she's allowed to get in there, With and she had the kendo stick. Yeah. So she didn't try to out Grayson. She's like, okay, he's probably bigger and stronger than me, but I got this kendo stick. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Those <laughs> and those poor bastards back. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And and they, and they, and they even tied it perfectly because he grabbed the kendo stick and he's getting in her face like, you just made a big mistake, and then Gargano hits him. Yeah. So yeah. before Grayson could even get any offense. So everything was done perfectly in this match. So the story was told. The matches were great. The violence was there. And again, because it was the only match that was hardcore and had weapons, it stood out. It didn't get lost in the sauce like most times in most shows. So it stood yeah. out. Everybody did great. Johnny got his win. I was shocked there was a tap out. I didn't expect Grayson to tap out. I didn't even expect him to lose. Mm-hmm. I figured- oh, well, I
2: mean, let's think about it. Look, he's been there for, what, about a year and a half now? Yeah. And he got, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his first robbery that I recognized, I believe it was with Champa. Yes. And so it was the old guard versus the new guard. And, well, we all know how that goes. Yes. But I never really knew who Grayson was prior to that. Like, I literally... I have to kind of look up some of his stuff where he's a baby face. Cause all I know now is that he's a heel and he's a pompous jackass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the pompous jackass does it good. Yes. He gets the heat. And, um, and of course, um, in the midst of all this, we can move on to the next match. Yeah, the, 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 the match um, what if we have the
2: right? Well, the yeah. Way Reunion, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that was good. To, it's time for the family to come home. Now, sadly, there's only one person who I'm glad The Way is not associated with right now. Okay. And that is a hometown-grown United States champion, former trainee of WWE for ATL, who will be facing John Cena
0: yes. tonight,
2: Austin Very.
0: yes. Um, yeah Austin Theory a lot, a lot of people didn't know that like he was trained by A.R. Fox
2: who is currently under the banner of Ring of Honor and AEW as well
0: yes
1: and he's from McDonough, Georgia too holy yes. shit yeah
0: well he was because I know there was um I, when I was working for this indie company I won't say the name Um, actually it was ironically the show Zach that you volunteered on that one day mm-hmm. he was supposed to be on that card oh really but he got into an altercation with the promoter Uh, who we will not say his name. Baltimore, yeah, and he ended up getting replaced on the show. So, but he was supposed to be on that card. I wonder whose fault that is. Yeah, but himself. Was, <laughs> yeah, but he was supposed to be on that card for that show that Zach volunteered on. So I didn't really know much about Austin Theory before that I point, but that not you did I. You know, but I'm um, saying that pipeline of
2: WWE for ATL has produced quite a few uh, well-known superstars. Uh, not only Austin Theory, a couple of official are currently under contract in WWE. They are um, on the roster. Um, Apollo Crews is on the roster from this wrestling school. Um, They've also helped those get some jobs in AEW and Impact Wrestling. So, um, for those of y'all that are looking for your wrestling fix and you're not able to catch a, uh Impact Wrestling on Thursday night, I highly recommend subscribing to WWA4 on YouTube.com and every Thursday um, unless it's Mania season or SummerSlam season or Royal Rumble season, uh, they do super shows and regular weekly shows Uh, periodically every single month on a weekly basis. So, um, once again, that is WWA4 on YouTube.com. They're also on socials, on Instagram, Twitter,
0: and Facebook. Absolutely. And I have seen this school a few times in the past, so I'm, I'm somewhat familiar. I haven't seen them in a while. But yes, absolutely. Support the school. It's training a lot of good people. Um, hopefully, if we can ever uh, interview some people from there or get something cool going on there, I would love to uh, you know, check that out in the future. But yes, absolutely. And we'll put those links up on the Boochcast Facebook page uh, later this week. They'll be up schedule's schedule right now, so I won't be able to go up all the way. But during the week, they will be up on the Facebook page. We'll- Maybe we can go by there. Absolutely. Oh, uh, you're more than welcome to come through, brother. They are uh,
2: they are all in L.A. right now, you know, trying to get their name out there. Yes. Some promotion, and they do, like I said, weekly shows. So um, they will be back this coming Thursday. Um, and then they have a super show scheduled for the twenty. 26- i believe on the 25th of april uh that'll be a saturday at six o'clock okay time. uh so if you're in the area you can come on through i actually will uh share that information with y'all yes uh, it's actually been posted but i'll share it once it's on the facebook page it's currently on their um, ig and twitter pages but once it's on the Instagram page. I will put that out there. Yeah. I'm stu- friends with a lot of the students there.
0: So yeah, sweet. That'd be awesome. Yeah, if it's the twenty second, I m- might be able to make that. Uh, I'm not doing anything with Buff that week. But, yeah. So we'll get into more of that. We'll get, make sure we'll make sure Derek sends that information. Uh, we'll get it out there on the bootcast stuff for you guys to check out. Uh, right now, we're gonna move on here. Uh, we got now. Obviously, there was a meeting with uh, the family talking about what went wrong. Pretty deadly. Who's been hosting this? Show. Pretty deadly. has been entertaining throughout this entire night? Can I just yes, say boy. yes? They have been amazing on this thing, and of course, they're talking about them losing the match. D'Angelo doesn't make excuses. Stack says he let the family down, and you know D'Angelo keeps telling him, you know, "Hey, we're a theme. We're not gonna do all that." So, hey,
2: when you got when you got somebody that's trying to pull their weight, and you see that they're coming up short, I know at some point in time Tony might say you a weak link. Yeah, he might say that, but you know, the little don, if you will, he he's trying to show that he can hang with the big dogs, and the fact that he keeps taking bullets for Tony and vice versa, I don't see how you don't reward them for for the story that they're telling.
0: Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, as understanding as Tony D is, unless they're trying to set something up between him and Stacks one on one in the future, at some point, they got to start getting wins if they lose too many times, there's only so many times that Tony's going to be, like, saving him or forgiving him before a, a heel turn has to come. Or
2: vice versa. Or stack snaps, and turns on him, yeah. And, I mean, now, they were heels when they got here, and I don't really know what it was that caused them to turn face here in the in recent episodes leading up to Stan and Deliver. I, I kind of see them as tweeners a little bit.
0: Yeah, they're, they're very much in the middle right now. I think it's because they're trying to see where they're going to go in the feud because Gallus are very much heels. The Creed yep. brothers were very much babyfaces. And so... they've
2: earned their, for whatever reason, they've earned their stripes from being heels to babyfaces. Yes. I, I believe that's due to uh, having Game and Kemp get, be busted somewhere and, and that storyline flopping whatever and we don't know what to make of the absence of Roderick Strong
0: yeah, is he, did his contract expire? Is he just are they just waiting for the right time to bring him back? When is the right time to bring him back? Because um, there's rumors about him. Some people thought he was going to go to AEW when when they had the undisputed elite was 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 briefly back together. Or right. Cole got injured and Bobby Fish got fired, and he's
2: in MMA. He May MMA uh, since he got fired, and uh, from the clips I saw on Instagram and Twitter, homie,
0: stick the wrestling. <laughs> Got your ass knocked the hell out. Oh, that, that every wrestler thinks they can go to MMA. <clears> throat> Everybody ate <throat> Bobby and Brock. Exactly. There you go. Everybody ain't Bobby and Brock. They they actually they actually did Division One style wrestling before they got into WWE. They didn't so they knew how to legit wrestle before they went to MMA. People keep forgetting that. Like it wasn't like they just oh WWE and then went straight there. It's like, no, Brock Lesnar was an NCAA division one, all American. Bobby Lashley wrestled for the United States Army. Like and was in the Army as well. So they were finally tuned athletic machines. Yes. Yeah. Bobby Fish is a lot of things. One thing he is not is a finely tuned athletic machine. Nah. Don't believe me? Look at all the injuries he got in NXT. That ain't finely tuned. Nah. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. We've got for the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles, we have Fallon Henley and Kiana James defend the titles against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Man, I feel bad
2: for Jensen. He is getting played like a fiddle, like the late... Dustin Diamond Screech got played by Lisa Turtle. Vixen City, ladies and gentlemen. Vixen City. Pity City, if you actually believe she actually liked the man.
0: (laughs) No, I hear you. It's it's true. uh, And it's weird because obviously she wanted the, she was saying hand me the purse, hand me the purse, but they didn't want to cheat to win. And then they lose. He's trying to break up the pin and they pull him back. (laughs) Because here's the funny thing. If Jensen had broken up the pin, it would have been a disqualification, and they would have kept the belts right now they still would have lost the match
1: but they wouldn't have lost the belts. but
0: the belts wouldn't have changed hands so i'm sitting there going D-
1: this was boring
0: like I-, I thought it was weird like i mean look i'm a- I- and i understand baby faces wanting to fight fair and everything but common sense comes into play every once in a while are you are, are you that desperate to keep it fair that you're letting somebody get pinned and losing your belts i mean like, I mean, I mean, just- like
1: you know you guys are there's a the saying for this match there uh Derek, benny one two three Boring. It was kind
0: of boring. It was boring.
2: Well, if the match finish don't get you, maybe this analogy will, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this storyline has a lot of Jerry Springer-esque storytelling to it. <laughs> You no good, rotten, stinking vixens, you fight, you you play for my heart, it's an old country song. You play with my heart, you you stumped it, and then you try to make up with me like I'm supposed to forgive you and help you do what you can't do for yourself.
0: Exactly. (laughs) No, not all country music is about that, you know. I mean, yeah, but it's a popular song still, so, you know. He broke my
1: heart, he you he stepped on the heart, you he cooked it over a fire. Oh, shut the fuck up and
0: move the hell on. Hey. <laughs> 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 this is why he's still single. So, we got <laughs> Like I said, the match was okay, but it just—it was hard to keep attention because a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff was interesting. But I guess if they were gonna go like this, I'm, in, I'm, because I'm still trying to process that Alba Fire and Isla Dawn are a team. They literally makes no sense. They literally killed each other in a match where Isla cost Alba the title. Yes. And a then, ladder, just, and a ladder match. I'm not, well, not a ladder match. Was last standing? It was last woman standing. Uh, standing.
2: But yeah, last woman standing match.
0: But ultimately in this match, like in that match, like it, it ends. And then a few weeks later, Alba just shows up and they're a tag team. Well, like, that
2: was, I guess that was her. You want my respect or you got, want, you want my attention. I'm going to steal something that she wanted as a singles competitor and we're going to join forces and you're not going to deny it because you know, this is where you belong. I think that's where they were going with that, with that interference angle costing of a title and you know
0: yeah i just felt like I felt like there could have been a better explanation. I felt like this, it, it just felt weird. They just, it's like they threw them together. I couldn't tell if Alba was like being possessed, like a demon or something like, like Isla cast some kind of spell and possessed Alba and they were a team or something like that. But it just felt like they killed each other. Then you threw them together and there was no indication. Like th- there's plot. The point is there's holes in the story that haven't been filled. And right. It, you, so there, there needs to be, there needs to be something that happens in between that automatic, that, puts them together as a team. You can somebody on TV for 3 weeks, then they come back and now they friends. Like that no.
2: No, nah, but what I will say one thing that both main roster and NXT rosters are lacking in their female division. Um especially if you got the championships which is only three, you're missing um you're missing more talent, more competitors to challenge for said titles.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why I've been. That's why I was saying. and I've been preaching it on social media all the time. I personally think with the Raw and SmackDown women's titles, it's time to unify them. I don't think the rosters are strong enough to have individual champions anymore. Like I just don't.
2: Yeah, we had Becky two belts, and we seen how that went. You run, she ran through them all, and then they had to split them. We had a draft, and... yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, there was that, but, but then they, they split them again because I'm like, the, the, cause here's what happens. Whenever you have two belts and separate brands, this is what happens. You have one actual dominant champion, and then the other is a champion who's not only not ready to have that belt, but not even ready for that, 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 that but it did little to nothing to deserve the championship. Like there's always like, that's why the other, that's why one belt is major and the other one's like secondary because it has secondary people holding it. So I'm saying have one champion, let them go back and forth and have, like you can have Raw women stay on Raw, have SmackDown women stay on SmackDown and have a women's champion that like, okay, over here she's on Raw, she feuds with this person, then go to SmackDown, feud with this person, then flip flop back and forth. And have a story somewhere. That way you're not running through everybody like Kleenex.
2: Yeah, if they or... did a unification belt bout coming up. I'm wondering what that championship would
0: look like. because I heard they might be designing one. There's rumors that they're designing a new one. I think I, I think after, I think after this WrestleMania, uh assuming Cody wins, which I, I have no doubt he is. Um... well
2: Triple H is already Triple H has um already um decided to be all gun ho on it. So um, from what Cody photoshopped, uh, I believe we might be getting a combination of what The Rock did with a design of what kind of like what the Miz and and and, and Cena had, but also have that old school feel of the big wink eagle that Stone Cold and The Rock did too. Yeah. There, there might be some, there might be some, uh, new babies in town with some championship fusion, if you know what I mean.
0: Exactly. Like I feel like, cause I feel like they're gonna merge into one title, and then that way, that champion can go to RAW, go to SmackDown, go everywhere, and everything else. That way, that way it's more organized, and you have more mixture more challengers somebody lose it somebody eventually drops the belt then that champ goes everywhere like i feel like that's gonna organize things a lot more that way we're not seeing the same stories and the same people over and over again but also people holding the belt that aren't ready
2: well you can't you can't you can't blame them for trying or or taking advantage of the opportunity
0: oh no i don't i mean hell i mean i wouldn't blame them like if i'm on the roster and you want to make me the world champion i'm gonna say i don't expect them to say no like I don't blame the wrestlers at all. I'm just saying the wrestlers are going to take it. They're going to go for it. They're going to do the best they can with it. I don't begrudge anybody getting a promotion at their job, but I'm like, but if I can clearly see you're not ready for it, I'm not going to pretend that you are this, you know, I'm not mad at the wrestlers for getting those opportunities, but it doesn't change the fact, it, some of them, a lot of them weren't ready, or a lot of them just couldn't handle it, because being a world champion, it's more than just holding a belt, and that's what people keep forgetting. Yeah. It's not yeah. just, like, like the world title doesn't say who the best in-ring worker is. That's what the Intercontinental title was for. And the
2: United States Championship as well. That too,
0: yeah. they were. That's why they had the mid-card titles. That goes to the... In ring worker, the world champion was the guy who could not only do the in ring stuff, but also had the charisma, the promos, drew money. They send to do the media appearances, like what Cody's been doing. Cody's literally been on a media spree, doing all this stuff. Like, he ain't the champ. <laughs> And he ain't the champ yet. He's doing more talking than Roman is because they're trying to make sure Cody can handle that because that, that's why people say, like, whenever you hear, like, like a heel champion, for example, one of things they always cut promos on, they say, you think you're ready for this? As Roman always says, like, you don't understand the burden that I have with this. this the, the responsibility that comes with being the champion and you just sit here and think you're ready for it? That's what they're talking about. It's not just well, what you're doing in the ring. It's what happens when you outside the ring. I mean ain't nobody, I mean if you if
2: that question got asked to a lot of them, a lot of them ain't gonna say no. Yeah, a lot of them gonna say. A lot of them are not gonna say no. I'm not ready. They're gonna say wait and find out, or oh, yeah. my moment's right here, right now.
0: Yeah, and that's what they're gonna say in the story because they got to get you emotionally invested and sell tickets. But... Well, no,
2: I mean you can say that even if even if you aren't, <laughs> if, if you can say that, and even though you might not get the audience emotionally invested, if you can say that and believe that, that would make you fit, be championship ready in my book.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, though, because like, if you're one of those people that's like, I'm not real good with interviews and I'm not real good talking to people, then then you can't be world champion then. You can't be, you can't say like, I, you can't just be like, oh, because unless you got a manager or like there are some rare exceptions, like somehow like Brock Lesnar got away with that. But even he still did one or two interviews. Like, yeah, yeah, so
2: don't, yeah.
0: Some people can get away with it, but it's but you got to be like up there to be able to get away with it. But there's something like because those there's a lot of responsibilities that come with being the world champion. And if you ain't ready for it, then you ain't gonna get it. And that's a key thing. So, and I, I forgot, I, I forgot, I don't know how we got on this tangent, but <laughs> it was a good, it was a good side tidbit. No, it was a good side tidbit. I just, I, I, now I'm just saying, I, I don't know how that factored in the women's title match. So, we just gonna move on to the main event. Uh, but it was a good side note i just totally my brain blank like okay we just took a long detour what road were we trying to get back on but Keep all right the- i know i know we gotta, i know we gotta, we gotta get ready for wrestlemania so we gonna move on here to the main event of the evening for the nxt championship Braun breaker defends the title against carmelo hayes with trick williams
2: now this is poetic justice what is what a story this was told without really story being told um I really enjoyed the entrance of Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, um, paying tribute subtly to the late Kobe Bryant and to Laker Nation with his wardrobe and entrance, vi- entrance music video. Loved it. Um, uh, again, shout out to 24-7 Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, they, a lot of those members were telling me that it's time for Breaker to drop the title because he's done all he can do and should do for the Bryant. It's time for somebody else. And I'm surprised that he dropped the title not once, but twice in back to back takeovers after winning, after losing it. Once and I think winning it again or something like that. So being a two-time NXT champion and having two reigns in a year span, um, very successful NXT career.
0: Yeah, because I remember he lost to Dolph Ziggler, but then on the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania was when he won the belt back. They put him on Raw. And I think it's because they wanted to test him in front of the usually, main roster. Yeah, because the crowd after WrestleMania is tells you
2: is what you're gonna do.
0: Exactly. It, it, it's a good. It's a good testing ground and also. So at the time, it was great. It was a great thing to debut new and call up new NXT people because that crowd instantly knew who they were. So a lot of times when they would call NXT people up and it was on a random Raw or a random SmackDown, a lot of times the crowd is quiet because some a lot of the main casual fans don't watch NXT. Otherwise, I thought
1: the match was really good. Dark off kind of slow. Did you notice that?
0: Well, yes. And that's because... And most ma- up in the, in the process of it. Well, that's what most main events are designed to do. A lot, of, If you go to a lot of, like we watch a lot of wrestling matches, usually the, the lower card matches, those are the ones that start off good or start off crazy and everything else. And with the main event guys, they pace themselves. That's usually because the main event has the longest time limit. Like usually like most matches will have like a 10-minute time limit, a 15-minute, 20. Mostly they'll have 30 for a main event on on average. Now, obviously most matches are not going to necessarily go the full 30 minutes, but that's usually the time limit they have. So they get to pace everything. So there's a lot of pacing. There's a lot of, um, you know, stare downs. It's really like building the anticipation. And that's what they were doing, because this was the big fight feel right here. Yeah, it was. Because Braun and Carmelo were two people who don't necessarily hate each other.
2: Nope, it's all respect there. It's all hate respect.
0: Him. But it's coming down to Brock Braun, not Brock, Braun wants to stay NXT champion, and Carmelo wants the, wants the belt. So this is about two men who have been up front that they're going to do whatever it takes to win.
1: And also the cool part during the promo, right before the main event, uh, Carmelo Hayes is like, like no, nah, you guys go ahead to the club. I got to go... Uh, uh, work out. He says, I got, he says, nah, he actually took, now, nah, this is the part where I can't do, I've got to step up, and he did very very well and uh, I thought for a second there guys that Trick Williams was going to cost Carmelo Hayes uh, the belt but the ref threw him out they tossed and they turned to beat the crap out of each other and then uh, all ref had to take a poor bump I felt yeah. bad, for the ref, <laughs> bad for the ref and then uh, it did this really really good uh, Trick Williams came back hit him with the belt and uh, Carmelo Hayes hit hit nothing but net one two three new champion Carmelo Hayes and rightfully so because everybody was cheering for Carmelo Hayes and I understand that because Braun Breaker I love you and you did a wonderful job with the belt, but dude, like 3K and kindergarten, somebody
0: else needs a turn. Yeah, and the thing is, that was really the issue, is, you know, it, it was time, because I think Braun is ready for the main roster. I think he's he's had he's had enough time in NXT. He's developed. He's ready. The time has come. There's nothing else left for him to do. I don't see him going for the North American title. No, I, that would
2: be a step down.
0: Yes, I don't see him forming a tag team with anyone. So, I need it. Yeah, the tag belts are not in his future, so no reason to stay. So it's time to call him up. I think he's ready, and I think you know, I think he'll make a great United States champion if he goes to Raw. Intercontinental if he goes to SmackDown. I think I've,
1: it'll be a great match with between him and uh, Gunther for the Intercontinental Champion. That'd be and good. That,
0: that would be very good. Assuming that good. he's still assuming he yeah. he's Intercontinental Champion when WrestleMania is over. Apparently, you do if you wanted to be the wanted to face it for the Intercontinental title. I don't either, but it's happening. So my point is, what you're saying. You know, if if Gunter survives, retains the title at WrestleMania, yeah. him and Braun in a few would be great for that title. Otherwise, but if but if either Drew McIntyre or Sheamus walks out with a the title, they could still have a good feud, but there'll be no belt to fight over. You know I'm saying. So anyway, it was it was the right time, and also what was good was that even though Trick Williams hit him with the belt, he kicked out of that. That's yeah, like he, he did. My mouth dropped after that. I, th- I, was, I was like, we I thought like, it was over. I was like, we
1: were like this. Derek, we were like, and I just looked over like, hey.
0: Yeah, I was impressed. I I thought that was it. I thought that was. It. and that's a and that's a key thing about a false finish that people don't understand like because one of the biggest one of the few pet peeves i've had with nxt or at least the old nxt the, the black and gold the only pet peeve i ever had with them was they did way too many false finishes to the point where uh, it got God. ridiculous
2: because people don't <laughs> kind of like your wcw free uh nwo run is and disqualification like yeah
0: <laughs> exactly but the thing about a false finish is is that in order to do that you have to believe that's the finish in order for it to work so right. that's why a lot of times people would do stuff like that and there would be like okay we think it's over here and it's not we think it's over here and it's not so after a certain point it's like if a guy kicks out too many times even when the finish finally happens instead of going yay he won you're like finally so you don't want the finally vibe. You want the holy crap vibe. So Right, that, right. That's why that worked. Because as soon as he hit him with that title and Braun went down, everyone's convinced that's it. We were convinced that's how it's gonna end. And he kicked out. So when he kicked out, everyone came up because we honestly thought Carmelo was gonna win there. And then he does the military press. We think it's over. He counters with the code breaker, which was awesome. That
1: was awesome spot right there. And that was then, one of the
0: best spots I saw of all night. Yeah. And then he hit the nothing but net and the one, two, three. The only thing I thought was weird was I don't know if anybody else caught this maybe or maybe it's just me when he hit the code breaker like Braun was like way over here mm-hmm. and Carmelo's climbing the top rope mm-hmm. all of a sudden Braun gets to where gets in range and, and is like kind of hunched over Did anybody and see that's it, like, what he,
2: and that's pretty much how all of his uh things work with that with that not uh mellow not missing leg drop i mean you kind of gotta bend over and be hunched over a little bit
0: oh no i agree i'm not saying that my issue is not that he's hunched over he has to be i'm just saying from the i feel like he had to walk over to that point to get in range so unless he was staggering and like grabbing his ribs which i can't tell because we can't see braun's face because the camera's closed up on carmelo yeah, think. I, I think I caught a little bit of it. I think he was hunched over. As he's I walk as, as he was as, like walking over?
2: Yeah, I think he was doing okay. that in I think he was doing that the get in range.
0: Okay, I just want to make sure that is he is he, well, cuz the thing is like cuz if he's walking over to like like oh, I got to hit my mark and get in position, then it looks then it looks too scripted. But if he's like like he's actively like in pain and it's like he's trying to stop like like maybe hit the ropes and crotch him, but before he can hit the leg drop, like okay, that's believable then. So, that's what I'm trying to figure out like was it done in a believable way or was this clearly like oh, I'm just walking over here to set this up? So I thought that was kind of odd, but I couldn't tell because of the camera angle. And
2: I I just happened to find the uh, YouTube creator uh, to give y'all that potential Carmelo Hayes and Bron Breaker main roster angle. I just found that particular uh, YouTube creator goes by the name of Dink Ops. Okay. Give him a like and a subscribe. He actually does a step-by-step deal on 2K23 with MyRise. And um, that's where you can potentially see what Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes would look like on the main roster in a video game and maybe no longer have uh any doubts that they may be ready. Yeah,
0: like I said, that was my only pet peeve. Outside of that, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was a great main event. Everybody did exactly what they needed to do. And like I said, there were high spots, but they all made sense. That's what I loved about it. Even when the somersault sent on, on Hayes and Williams. They were, Hayes is kind of like talking to Williams because he just got ejected. Then all of a sudden they look over, oh crap, and he comes to hit him. They, they
1: timed it right.
0: Yes. He wasn't standing there because that's, that's the thing. They weren't standing there waiting to catch him, which is another thing I hate about high spots like that. It was, they timed it to where, okay, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Wait, look out. What? Oh shit. And there he is. That's how you do spots like that. Because, obviously, you don't you want to be there. Because, theoretically, you want to be there to catch them. But you don't want the audience to know I'm trying to catch him. You want the audience to think that he came at you and you didn't see it coming. Right. And that's what I love. They did that. They did all that perfectly. And, like we said, Carmelo Hayes. And then, of course, at the end, uh, you know, Braun takes the belt to hand to Carmelo. But for that brief moment, he kind of looks over at Trick. And you see Trick kind of put his hands up and back up. Like, right, hold on. I'm not trying to jump you. Yeah, because Braun's trying to have a moment with Carmelo, but he knows he wants, but he's looking at Trick like, okay, you need to take a few sets back because I know you hit me in the back of the head and I'm probably going to hit you with this if you come any closer. So Trick just like, he backing up, he backing up. And then him and Carmelo had the the moment in the ring and then he hands on the belt and they had like the fist bump hand thing, which was odd. So that's I mean, how you know Braun Breaker's getting called up. Because he's endorsing the new champion. Because it's yes. now time for Braun to move on. Braun, SmackDown, bigger and better things. And now Carmelo is going to take over as the NXT champion. We'll see the kind of run that he gets. And Carmelo can now say, I am him. This is my NXT now. And Braun Well, it is- kind
2: of is his NXT. Not. I mean, I'm not going to say that his crowning moment was tonight or last year when he debuted um i'm gonna say well no i take that back when he won the uh north american championship and then unified him with the cruiserweight title i'm not even gonna say that i'm gonna say his moment came when he debuted with an exiting adam cole baby yeah and he won the breakout tournament that's when you found out he was him
0: yeah Exactly, and yeah, so this is it. Carmelo Hayes is definitely the guy now. Um, you know, and obviously he's, he's been, he's been a top guy for a while. I don't, I don't dispute that, but I'm just saying now that he has the top prize in NXT, he can now sit on the top of the mountain is what I'm saying. So, Oh yeah. So that's what I mean. Like he he's sitting on top of the mountain now and you know, Braun can now move on. So this is why this main event was stellar. It was fantastic. And it did everything it needed to do. This was stand and deliver and it delivered. (laughs) This uh, this was a great, great NXT well, moment. I look forward to seeing what happens in the future. Well,
2: um, Hollywood lived up to its name, definitely, with this one, Standing in Deliver. Now, all eyes are on the Italian Stallion knockout, Standing in Deliver in Philly
0: next year. Yes. That's gonna be great. Uh, I'm I got family up in Philly, so I'm hoping to go to WrestleMania next year. Zach wants to go too, but only because he wants Geno's cheesesteaks. Because I brag about him all the time. Uh, but anyway, that, ladies and gentlemen, will conclude our re- our review of NXT uh, Stand and Deliver. Uh, Derek, hey, thanks so much, man, for joining us on the show, man. We, we you were a blast. We were glad to glad to have you on. I know we've been talking about you know doing a show together for some time. So I'm glad we we're finally able to make it happen.
2: I'm glad to, uh, you know, give my chops, give my thoughts. Um, I love to do this as often as possible. Um, if y'all are gonna do a WrestleMania bot, I'm definitely watching tonight. Um, and definitely will be able to give my thoughts on that as well. So, um, if y'all are gonna do WrestleMania. Reviews. I'm your man.
0: Yeah, we normally don't recap the main roster shows, but we do make an exception for WrestleMania. So we'll we'll talk to you tonight, see where you're at, and hopefully we can have you on.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Right. Sounds good.
0: And of course, Zach, as always, uh, thank you for joining me on the show. And we'll definitely uh, you'll definitely be back for WrestleMania later on this week. And uh, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. and iHeartRadio, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite host of site and follow us there. Or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, you can like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com/slash the We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you check out the latest episode of the male soap opera moment that dropped. Uh we had our review, we ha- we gave our predictions for WrestleMania, myself, the Wends, and our special guest, Desmond Dagenhart, former member of the Boochcast, joined us for the male soap opera moment. So make sure you guys check that out, hear our predictions, and find out who was right and who was wrong. Uh also, um, you Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. I uh, hope if you haven't already, make sure you check out Boochcast reviews, Dark Side of the '90s, um, our episode Black Sitcoms, Last Laugh uh, that dropped. Um, this past Thursday. Originally, this Thursday was supposed to be the episode. You know, the Rise of Rush Limbaugh. We did not. I have it edited, but because of some tech issues, I have not been able to export the video. So it's still gonna drop. I'm just trying to fix these problems, and once I do, that video will drop along with the other two remaining Dark Side of the '90s episodes that we have to do. So uh, sadly, there will be no Rise of Rush Limbaugh episode this week, but it will be coming soon. So in the meantime, go to the YouTube channel and check out everything we have dark side of the 90s dark side of the ring uh funny promos clips crazy stuff we have great youtube content check it all out and of course make sure you follow us on twitch Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast So we do our live wrestling watch parties. Obviously, we did one for WrestleMania this weekend, but the time you're listening to this, that has already passed. So the next watch party after that is going to be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam.
2: That's right. We'll live, live from Detroit that happens to be this guy's 33rd birthday. How about that?
0: awesome All right, we may yeah we may do uh I don't know maybe we may do something special for the birthday boy on that one uh I don't know if we're gonna recap SummerSlam but we'll definitely um I don't know if there's there's gonna be a takeover or something that weekend we'll definitely have you on for that as well um
2: let's do it
0: yeah (laughs) so of course uh but again we will be live on Twitch for the biggest party of the summer and or hey maybe if we if we do the watch party we might have Derek at that watch party if we can so we'll probably do that um probably have we'll probably invite him over um let's see we also got uh we have our live D&D show coming soon, the Boochcast Booking Battle. We have a special project in the works as well. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can support the Boochcast. Um, the, the link is changed, so forgive me, it's a little wordy, but if you go to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support, you can become a supporter of the Boochcast, support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. You pick the one that works the best within your budget. Uh, our first level is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. The second one is $4.99, $5 per month, the uh, same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know some people out there are, fa- are not fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. You can give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere 9 99 99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it sold to the Peacock, you got nowhere to put your 9.99. So take that 9.99, you can bring it over here. We got better content than the network and unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise through these donations goes back into the show in some capacity. We use them to upgrade our equipment. We use them to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they it to be paid for their hard work, anchor uh, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the bootcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, of course, if we have any money left over after everything's been paid, we use the rest to feed good old Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and we try to get him laid and believe me we are trying he keeps giving us setbacks but damn it we're still progressing and until next time this is Vinny Bucci aka The Booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been The Booch Cast talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby while I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long, farewell, farewell. Adieu, adieu. Be good, stay well, bye bye. Keep warm, relax, and eat. Take care, stay loose. Adieu, bon voyage, a la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.